Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Tea Time the podcast and this episode I know it already sounds better than the last episode. Um go back listen to the last one if you didn't listen to it already. I apologize from now um even though honestly there's nothing to apologize for because the audio quality isn't bad. I I just didn't have my podcast and mic plugged in. I had my earphones plugged in and that is what was the audio source for my last podcast because I was listening back to it before I published and I was like, um, I had my mic right in front of my mouth. Like, why does this sound so echoey and it just didn't sound like rich and high definition, um, that a podcast and mic would give. Now again, there are many like six-figure entrepreneurs and seven-figure entrepreneurs with podcasts and their audio doesn't sound as um, clear, crisp and like it's very low. Like they have all, like I just don't understand. Like they have all this equipment that I see them using And it's like, why do I still have to struggle to hear you, (laughs) right? And this is why, like, sometimes when my friends who listen to my podcast message me to tell me, oh, I'm hearing an echo, like, okay, yes, I know you're an audio professional or whatever, but what matters is that the audio is loud enough that people can hear. Because there are people out here with all of this equipment and yet you still have to raise your volume to the max to be able to hear them. So nonetheless, um, the little like minor echoes, you're not going to hear in this episode. I'm sure you can already hear the difference. Yeah, I just realized afterwards like, oops, my bad. But the good news is you don't have to struggle (laughs) to hear what I'm saying. So I always have that part covered. All right, so in this episode, I'm going to be sharing my top three lessons in business. This episode, um, my hope is to be a lot con- a lot more concise than my last one. And uh, yeah, let's just get straight into it. So my first lesson in business is when I first started full-time in my business, I had, um, I used to go under the brand CDB Design Studio. And then, you know, with a service-based business, and especially when you show up as the face of your brand, people get to know you, right? And that's where I evolved into personal branding and just simply going by Cassia Marina on social media. And I changed everything from CDB Design Studio. And with time, I even eventually changed the business brand name. So anyway, um, slipping into, uh, slipping is not even a great word, but evolving into um, becoming a personal brand and you know it wasn't something that I just decided oh yeah I'm gonna do personal branding like I started off with a business brand but then I recognized what people were resonating with and this is something that you have to take into consideration as a business you have to really pay attention 
to what's resonating with your audience and with your people. And it kind of, at first, used to get on my nerves, like, why aren't people telling people about my business by saying, hey, my stuff was done by CDB Design Studio, or my stuff was done by da-da-da-da, go check out, you know, CDB Design Studio. Everybody would just say, oh, yeah, Cassia. And again, I didn't fight it. I was like, okay, well, this is what's resonating. And I totally get why, because with personal branding and especially, cre- um, not personal branding, but a service-based business, especially when you're the one showing up as the mascot and face of your brand, especially again, in even creative services, like it, you might have a photography studio or a, um, video or social media or you know usually creative businesses tend to quickly be identified by the founder or the owner um when you think about even like real estate companies you identify with the service provider you identify with the actual person as the brand, even though they might have a full-fledged agency or a full-fledged company in the background, people just come to know you and always want to see you and interact with you. And there's power in that. So I leaned into it. It's just after what, 17, let's say about somewhere in 17 2017 18 so let me count from 18 19 20 21 22 like after two to three years minimum of being a personal brand i the lines become blurred in terms of the separation of business and personal and i think also what made me lose myself as a person and understanding that I am a person separate to business because entrepreneurship and being a small business owner, you never shut off. You never turn off and it just takes over your life. You'd never stop thinking about work. Like when you leave the office of your nine to five, you'd stop thinking about work. Well, for the majority, right? You are able to switch off. Whereas as a business owner, You're thinking about, did I respond to that client? Did I this? Did I that? Like, it's really hard to turn off. And this is why, like, it's even, I don't want to, like, get into gender roles and say that it's harder for women um, versus men. But I just want to say to some degree, like, if you're a woman with kids, your business becomes a third child. And that's why it's a lot, especially for women to juggle business and being a mother sometimes simply because of the society that we live in and it's a fact and it's not me complaining or anything like that but the facts are when it comes to even parenting there's such huge double standards when it comes to how society treats men versus how versus women And same thing when it comes to a business, because men are able to still like go do what they need to do, even though they might be a parent and focus on their business. Like people understand, oh, um, he's working, he's working on the business, blah, 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 blah. But somehow we are supposed to, as women, 
work like <laughs> work like we don't have kids yet um what's he saying work like you don't have kids but take care of your kids like you don't work either you know there's there's a double standard in society but that's a whole other topic for a completely different time right so again back to personal branding so everything overlaps and your business becomes your baby and i lost my identity over over time because i really didn't give a lot of time and attention to nurturing cassia the person if that makes sense it will make it might make more sense if you continue to listen and especially as i dive into um my journey even with therapy in 2021 um i'm not gonna get too deep into it in this episode but i'm just dropping the breadcrumbs next episode is the therapy episode where i talk about it as like that was one of my huge personal goals um to kick off 2021 and my year just consistently doing that so guys if you haven't subscribed to this podcast episode yet and you're still relying on getting updates via being on my email list or social media to know like oh a new episode dropped like why are you doing all of that just click that subscribe button okay all right so um yeah where was i so personal branding the lesson here the first lesson is personal branding is still business it really eroded it really contributed to eroding my mental health because i would take a lot of things personally or not or let me explain that better if somebody wasn't into my services anymore or they did not come back as a return customer even though you poured your heart and soul into nurturing that lead having building relationship they talk so much or i should say we talk so much about building relationship sometimes it, you can't help but take it to heart when somebody um a client or prospective client they don't convert or you know then you take up all of your time and you just constantly are giving and giving and giving all of this time attention nurturing and you know curating all of this free content and then just like that you know they either go at the competition or the or whatever the case or they unfollow or they unsubscribe or whatever the case may be and when these things happen in business you start it really starts to feel like a personal attack all right so where was i i am back so it starts to feel like a personal attack and of course it isn't and i had to somehow i discovered um i was like wait um again i'm going back to how things were a couple years ago when i was you know really killing it and you know these things weren't an issue and i wasn't like struggling with like my mental health and when it comes to entrepreneurship etc etc and one of the things i identified and of course you know therapy had a big 
part to play in it. But even in my own reflective moments, I realized that there was still a level of separation in terms of how I approach my social media. I think one of my biggest mistakes that I made um, is when I closed my personal Instagram account. I deactivated it. I was just like, oh, I'm sick of people trying to friend request me on my personal account. Why don't they just follow the public page? The instructions are in the bio, yada, yada, yada. And um, my business bestie uh, told me like, well, do you really need to have two accounts? Like, do you need to have two Cassia accounts? And that's the mistake that I made because what I came to realize in my journey and my exercises in therapy and separating like Cassia the person, who are you as a person and Cassia the brand, it, it took me a while to work on that. Even before therapy, I was listening to this episode from another marketer based out of USC and um, in this space that I really do love her content. And she shared um, on her Instagram, her, even her own struggle with, you know, being so consumed by her business, being consumed by entrepreneurship that, she, you know, and also just people always wanting something from her because, you know, she's so and so and this is her business. Like people always want something. And when she... I first heard her said, like, who was, I'll say the name, who was, you know, Emily the person, I was like, damn, I felt that, like, who, who's Emily the person, you know, the person outside of business, the person outside of entrepreneurship, and she had to intentionally take a year to really work on that part of her life. And that really hit me because I noticed that a lot of my so-called friendships came from, um, like, yes, I had personal friends, but a lot of the people that I became consumed by were really just associates in business. They weren't really friends. And I, that's how I was able to identify that this shit isn't healthy. Like, you need to be able to like, make friends outside of entrepreneurship and somehow like even in a personal space like once people get to know like who you are and what you do it just somehow comes right back to business and how you can help them and i really again this is where it came from me learning boundaries how to separate like yo we can chit chat and laugh you know that's what we do for free but when it's time to talk business and you want strategies and you want help with this and that, you need to book that consultation, okay? And a lot of people will come under the guise of, you know, oh, we're just connecting and, you know, we're having a quote-unquote cool conversation. But it very quickly and easily turns into a conversation about, well, you know, I have this business idea. What do you think? Um... I don't know. Are you going to, it depends. Are you going to go click that link and book that consultation? Like, and that was something I learned over time that a lot of my boundaries, I want to say were eroded, but it wasn't eroded because I didn't have boundaries. I just wanted to like be open and friendly and help people. 
but that was only hurting me it was only hurting me in the long run because after when people got what they wanted they didn't have time for my, me and my brand and my business and weren't really giving anything back to the business not even like sharing a post or listening to an episode like so then what 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 is what are we really doing here what are we really doing here okay so <laughs> i had to really be established internal boundaries and that's a concept i learned in therapy like those internal boundaries had to be established first before i can have external boundaries like what is not okay i i first have to know what what's important to me what's okay to me what is important for like what is going to make me i don't want to say make me upset but what would be like a disrespect to me and my business and my brand you know and i found that a lot of the issues that i encountered was due to lack of boundaries so all of 2021 was a lot of unlearning and learning because man if episode next episode um, of season five like it's actually due to this whole people like come walking in and taking and constantly taking and then when they get what they want they left is kind of what even sent me into my first therapy session at the beginning of 2021 right so this is a super vulnerable episode <laughs> it's insane for me to like share this um i'm usually somebody who loves to share but again as i learned about boundaries and keeping some things private and keeping some things for myself um i've really come to appreciate keeping some things to myself <laughs> long and short right um so yeah, back to the, the main point at hand, I had to learn how to, yes, as a personal brand, aspects of you overlap into the business, but it shouldn't encompass it like all together. Like I shouldn't get swallowed up completely in my business because then it's like, am I selling myself? I mean, yes, I'm selling myself, but it's, it's like, it starts to border on prostitution when you're giving all of yourself to the world. And that's why I had to learn to keep something for myself, keep something for me, keep something for my kids, keep something for my friends, and just really separate and understand who are business associates. And you have to like navigate that in one way. And then who are your friends' friends? Um, I honestly just kind of became so fed up of being so open and willing to help everybody and down to collaborate that I just also came to a point where it's like, I don't want any business friends anymore. I like, I ain't going to be like my friend in real life or I, I don't really care to have business friends. And I mean, of course I say that lightly, like I don't really mean that a hundred percent, but I mean it. Of course, there would be exceptions. Of course, there are business associates where the relationships will deepen. But now it's like you really do have to earn that spot in my life. 
I know this might, I don't know if this might seem like I'm going off course, but it all falls under personal branding. Um, the biggest lesson that I learned at personal branding is still business. And I had to learn to separate myself from the business and just come into my personal brand Instagram account. Stay focused that I'm here to help people and, you know, post what I need to post, say what I need to say and, and bounce and head over to my personal account for the shits and giggles over there. <laughs> right. Um, I know that there are some of you who follow me on that account and that's cool. I am okay with that, but I had to reactivate that account so that I could actually unplug on a weekend because yeah, I love Instagram like every other human being like me unplugging from my work shouldn't have to mean that I delete the app and run away. If that's what I feel to do when I'm taking a, like a Instagram hiatus, then by all means, but having two accounts is like me leaving the office. I left the office on Friday or I leave the office every day around this time. So now I'm hopping over to my personal account where I could just scroll and just, you know, listen, read some celebrity gossip or memes, laugh. Um, I love following self-development pages that, you know, circle around self-help therapy and stuff like that like that stuff really nourishes my spirit and my soul so I love that and I can instantly feel the energy shift in both accounts like it's so different where like when I'm on my underscore underscore Casamarina account which is that's my personal brand account I suddenly start to see the competition on my feed. I see all of the other marketers. I see all of the other businesses. And I was like, ugh, I don't want to see this. I don't want to think about work. And that's another thing that it's important why I needed to have that separation. Because it's not that, you know, anybody's page was like triggering per se. Because if it's triggering, I'm going to mute the page or unfollow. Right? But, um... It's just that someone will make a post about five steps to this or that. And then it throws me, it catapults me back into a headspace of work. And then my brain can't shut off. So that's why it's like so important for my mental health. Um, and it's important for your mental health as well. That if you feel like you need to have a separate account. And I think I spoke about this um, in an earlier episode, definitely in season four. I did touch on this, that one of the biggest hacks to your mental health is having two separate social accounts. So that is actually um, lesson number three, social media and mental health. Like I kind of just segued into it, but that's my second lesson. Like why separation is so important. So separation in the actual business and being able to mentally separate that this, what I'm doing here, this activity I'm doing right now on social media has to do with business. This email that I'm sending out is purely business. This, um, and when I say email, that's the email list. And this email that I'm sending out via Gmail, like everything that it's a business activity, I had to be able to detach from it so that I don't feel, it doesn't erode my mental health when, you know, I don't get the desired outcome, if that makes sense. 
to you. <laughs> I hope that made sense what I'm saying. It's kind of a tricky thing to explain, but it did wonders for me shifting mentally when it came to how I approached my business. I I guess I would say I struggled a lot with feeling like, oh, if this post didn't get this much engagement or likes or shares, I would even start to feel like, oh my, maybe people don't like me. And it's like, it shit doesn't have anything to do with you as a person. Like it has to do with the fact that maybe this isn't the service that they want or the service that they need at this very moment. And that's what I mean by taking it personal. Like, yes, business is personal, but it's still business. And I think sometimes we take that whole personal branding mantra that business is personal a little too literal because at the end of the day, you, the business owner, is still a person separate to the business and the business is the business. And it allowed me to look at things that I was doing in my business a lot more um, strategically is not the word I want to say, but look at it more from a I guess it's strategically or look at it more like this is business. Okay. So if this didn't work or this didn't get the amount of shares or the conversions or whatever desired result, whatever the key performance indicator is, okay, what do we need to change? Um, and I think when you also have that mental shift, it helps you to be able to, it will always be scary sending out customer service surveys or picking up the phone or sending that email to find out how they felt about your service. That will always be scary, especially if you're a service provider. But when you always remind yourself, maybe put it on a post-it on your wall that you the person and you the brand are separate or you the person and you the business are separate for those of us that struggle with separating the two and we're just so consumed by our businesses, it really allows you to be able to separate and detach. I think that's the word that I'm looking for. Like you want to like detach um, and just look at it like, okay. And actually that really helps so much, not just again from the mental health perspective, but from the finding more solutions like okay well they didn't like this okay let's try let's try something else or let's do this instead or okay it allowed me to to get excited again about what i was doing because that's who i was when i first the first couple years in business if i found like okay that doesn't work let's try this let's do this because i was thinking more like a ceo and i was thinking more like a business owner look working on a business that provides services rather than being engulfed in the business and feeling like, you know, essentially just taking it personal when you didn't need to. All right. So though that's the first lesson. And the second lesson is social media and separating, like having two separate accounts because, you know, Instagram is kind of different to Facebook. You know, Facebook, you have a personal page and a business page. So it, it's easy to clearly be like, yeah, this is my personal page. And, you know, this is where I post business content. You know, TikTok, it's kind of like Instagram where you, if you don't have two accounts, you might start to like 
lose your identity and the lines become blurred but i don't have that issue on tiktok so for now i don't feel the need to have two accounts over there and it's totally fine but we all know that instagram is you know let's be real it's kind of toxic sometimes right anyway so moving on to the last lesson and that is the third one focus on the customer more than the competition so another vulnerable post right we all get consumed by looking at what the other person is doing it's really hard not to see the competition when in this digital age when you are on social media and i don't even like using the word competition but you know what i mean it's your competitor every business has um competitors right and we are supposed to be aware of what's happening in our industry and what other um, businesses who may offer similar services or just, you know, parallel businesses to yours. You have to be aware of other solutions that your customer is exposed to because your customer in reality is not just looking at you when the day comes, they're looking at all of their options. All right. So I don't like to use the word competition, um, but if you want to use another word, you can say like focus on the customer more than the customer's other options. Sometimes your competition isn't necessarily another business owner who has the exact same business as your business model, but again, they're in the industry they might be offering a product maybe not a service but a product that solves a similar problem that you solve right so these are things you have to be aware of in the marketplace but when you get too hyper focused on what the other options are doing you really start to lose sight of your own brand values your brand vision your mission and what you stand for and if you listen to the last episode i talked about my exercise of me doing like brand journaling and journaling out like doing my own audit and like sitting down and doing like my own strategy session and really journaling out like my purpose and who i help and what i'm passionate about and all of those different things and as a business owner that's the stuff you need to focus on as it relates to your customer and when you focus on the customer it makes for a better business owner because you start to just be lit up by solving your customer or your clients problems right so if you feel like you feel lost or you feel dejected in your business or you feel depressed or you feel like, oh, why are they getting more likes? Or they're getting more follows? Or they're getting more reshares? And I keep seeing people resharing that person's content and all of this other nonsense. <laughs> um, when you focus on the, so much on that stuff, you're actually losing sight of what you're here to do. I'm going to repeat that. When you focus too much on the customer's other options than the customer itself, and you focus on all of the other things like Instagram and the engagement and this and that, and as opposed to just showing up and building a business 
for solving your customers' problems, that's when things go wrong for you. I hope you all got that. All right. We spend way too much time on the competition when we should be focusing on the customer. We're not here to serve the competition. That's not our mission. That's not our purpose. Like really and truly. And I heard that quote and it really woke me up. And then I forgot about the quote. And then one day I just had this epiphany um, right during my time away from Instagram when I went into hibernation. Um, if you all don't know what I'm talking about, you have to go listen to the last episode. But it just kind of dawned on me, like as I sat down and I wrote out my why and what I'm passionate about, and I basically did the same thing on my own business that I'll do with clients, it really hit me like I found my light again. I found my passion again. I felt excited to serve again rather than just doing things for like a lot of the reasons why we put out certain things online or in our content are really empty sometimes because you're focusing on things like likes and shares and those things are important key performance indicators yes however when you're too focused on vanity metrics because to some degree they do border on vanity metrics that if you are not focusing on those things as well as still every day waking up, what is the purpose of my business? What is my purpose? What am I here to do? Like your business is a vehicle to a particular purpose, right? I don't, I'm not going to get too deep into purpose and whatnot. But I would say that our work in our business should be at least part of our personal purpose in life. And it's just one, you know? I've listened to these podcasts where, they, where we feel like, oh, our purpose always has to be like this grand thing and accomplishing this and that. And it makes sense that our purpose is many different things. You know, being a mother is a purpose. Being a sister is a purpose. Caring for a loved one is a purpose. We have many different purposes, but your work that you do, which for us as entrepreneurs is our businesses, is a vehicle to accomplishing one of those purposes. And if our purpose is to bring a solution in our society and help, you know, maybe others like ourselves, like many times we start a business and it starts from a story. It starts from something that we might have encountered as a problem we encountered in our childhood. It's always tied to something bigger and something greater um, outside of just monetization, if we're being real. Like, it, usually it's something that you're fairly passionate about, right? And this is why it's so, so important that when you feel like something is just feeling like it's too heavy in your business it could be instagram it could be social media it could be you know whatever it is for you take a step back and ask yourself is what i'm doing right now me focusing on the customer or am i focusing on other things that uh i bet i guess you can say like hollow 
I hope that makes sense. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, if you totally get where I'm coming from, I'd love to get your feedback. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, share it. I would love to hear your key takeaways or your thoughts on this episode. Um, but yeah, those are my top three lessons in business for 2021. And I can't wait to catch you for the next episode. It's going to be super vulnerable again, but even more than these two. So as I get you guys caught up on things of those nature, don't worry. I'll be back with, you know, things that are less close to the heart. I mean, I'm sure some of you all might be enjoying these episodes, but yeah, don't worry. It's not going to be all about this type of stuff alone. We're going to get back to, you know, three steps to da 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 da, da you know? <laughs> all right. So I will catch you guys in the next episode.